Hey, Spook Squad listeners, thanks for tuning in for another episode. Just a small update. We are now available on most podcast clients with the small notable exception of Apple Podcasts. That one's taken a little bit longer. But if you could do us a favor and subscribe on your podcast client of choice, it actually really does make a difference for us. And that way, you never miss a future episode. And we've got some really good stuff in the works for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm one half your host of Spook Squad. I promise we're going to get Allie in here very soon for a main episode. But for today, we're going to dig into a little bit of a mini episode where we talk about the new Hellboy movie, which I just saw yesterday in 4DX. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about what that is and what makes it special in a little bit. But right now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Dan, what gives? I thought this was a horror podcast. Why are we talking about the new Hellboy movie, which I heard wasn't even that good based on some reviews? Well, you know, let's talk about it. There are a few reasons for that. First of them being, you know, Hellboy is actually very much influenced by horror all the way back to its roots as a comic series, which I was a big fan of when I was a kid, uh, written and illustrated by the very talented Mike Mignola. Uh, Hellboy works for a paranormal investigative agency, so you can imagine he finds his way into all sorts of situations with zombies, vampires, ghosts, the whole whole nine yards. There's tons of that stuff in there. Uh, also, I should tell you that the comics are pretty explicitly influenced by Lovecraftian horror, especially some of the visuals in there, and just kind of earlier horror literature in general. There is definitely a lot that Hellboy has in common with horror. And you know what? It seems like the production team was actually aware of that going into this, because the director of this film is very much a horror director. His name is Neil Marshall. He's most well known for a film that came out some years ago called The Descent, which is a lovely horror film that I recommend to everybody. Centers around a group of women who go spelunking, I believe that's how you pronounce it, uh, cave exploring, essentially, and they quickly find out that they are not alone and creepy stuff ensues. Now, there's a lot to enjoy about this movie. It's got great strong female characters, great character development that leads to some uh, interpersonal drama that creates tension before any creepy stuff even happens. But the creepy stuff is really good, too. There's really creative directing. The use of lighting is very smart because it's so dark in the caves. It feels so claustrophobic and scary. And then, spoiler alert, there are some wonderful creature effects later in the film. So when you take all of that stuff into account, it actually kind of makes sense why this guy was picked for this Hellboy movie. Some creature effects, creative directing, seems to be a horror director. You know, this is not a choice out of nowhere. And there is one more thing that influenced me wanting to cover this, which is the fact that it is true that my 13th birthday party was taking a bunch of friends to go and see Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy movie in theaters. So I've loved Hellboy for many, many years, and it is my birthday this weekend, so it just seemed like a sign from the universe that I needed to go and check this film out and talk to you guys about it. All right, so let's talk about it. Uh, Let's touch on these performances just very briefly before we get into the rest of the movie. David Harbour is Hellboy. You know him as Hopper from Stranger Things. He seems to be having a great time in this role. My only gripe about it is that the makeup that they gave him kind of prevents his face from looking a little bit more expressive at times. It kind of seems like he's got a fixed expression a lot of times in the movie, but Harbour himself is really great, and he definitely seems to be having fun as the character. Also want to shout out Ian McShane, uh, who you may know as Mr. Wednesday from American Gods TV series or on Deadwood. Uh, He's great as Hellboy's dad. He's got this kind of like snarky, I'm an asshole, hard-ass personality, which Ian McShane is just kind of good at doing in general, and uh, he makes that character really feel alive and fully fleshed out. But I definitely want to shout out Thomas Hayden Church as Lobster Johnson, the Nazi 
killer. One of my favorite scenes in the movie, Lobster Johnson just comes down and blasts away a bunch of Nazis. Uh, it's really, really fun to watch. So there are some great performances in this movie, but let's talk about how it looks. This is really interesting, the fact that we're following up our first week's episode with this movie, because I got to tell you guys, everything in this movie is CGI. Every single thing, except for a couple makeup jobs here and there. You know, Hellboy himself is makeup, but everything else as far as creatures go is CGI, including blood, which come on. Oh, CGI blood is one of my biggest pet peeves because it looks so fake and so dumb every time. And fake blood is so easy to make. It's like corn syrup and red dye. Put it in a blood packet. It splurts out and looks amazing. Come on. That's so easy to do. But that's not the type of movie we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a different type of movie. So was there anything good about the CGI? Yes, the creature designs. I can tell you there are a lot of creatures in this movie, and that is very fun. We got a pig man. We got giants. We got vampires. We got zombies. We got a werebeast. We got demons. I mean, whole nine yards. It is very fun to watch that part of it. Uh, the fight scenes, they're decent. Again, all CGI, but, you know, there's still some interesting stuff in there. Now, let's talk about the plot a little bit. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because, in my opinion, that's really not the purpose of the film. Uh, it's a very visual, very visceral film, and the plot just kind of serves as this loose thread to kind of get Hellboy from place to place. That's my opinion on it. Now, he's ultimately supposed to be fighting the Blood Queen, played by Mila Jovovich. Uh, she's an okay villain. I really wish she got to evil laugh more. She's kind of painted very sympathetically in this film, which is interesting, but ultimately not interesting enough. Uh, she really just kind of serves as a device to get Hellboy from place to place, dimension to dimension in some cases, uh, talking to different characters, fighting different monsters of different creeds, and ultimately a big bad showdown with her. Um, and I gotta be honest, I think this is one of the major flaws of the film, is that it feels like it needs to adhere to these superhero tropes that are in other films, like the big bad showdown. I think if this film had just embraced the fact that it wanted to show Hellboy fighting a bunch of different creatures, you know, going a bunch of different places on different adventures that are not necessarily totally connected, that would have been fine and that would have been cool. But as a result, it just feels like we spend way too little time with these characters that we keep being told are very, very important. And as a result, we just don't really feel very sympathetic towards them. Uh, in my opinion, this movie was really trying to be the Deadpool series. It really wanted to have that kind of funny, profane, overly violent kind of tone that Deadpool has, but it just couldn't really strike it. It couldn't really pull it off. So why did I go and see this movie if it wasn't that good? Well, there is a simple answer to that question. I went to go and see it because it offered a 4DX experience. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what that is. 4DX is a little bit more of an immersive theater experience where... The seats move in certain ways, they vibrate, it kind of has these things that simulate certain feelings in the movie, there is wind in the room to simulate certain motions or environments that you're in, uh, there is special lighting, and in the thing that excited me the most, there is water that sprays on you in this film during kill scenes when blood is spraying everywhere, it spritz water on you to make it feel like you're right there getting sprayed by the blood from a decapitated body. And I gotta say, that was tempting enough for me to go and check this film out. So let me talk to you guys a little bit about the 4DX experience and whether or not it was worth it. Uh, 
I gotta tell you, first of all, this film really did take advantage of most, if not all, of those features inside the theater. Uh, the seats moving, it mostly seemed to be done in accordance with certain camera angles. For example, if it's a landscape shot, uh, the seats would kind of move to make it feel like you're soaring through the air a little bit with the camera, which is a really cool detail. Certain scenes, if a character is really big, which happened quite a few times in this film, they're stepping on the ground, the floor is shaking with the heaviness of their footsteps, your seat will vibrate in every single step that they take, which is a really cool detail, kind of makes you feel like you're in the room. But let's talk a little bit about the water, which is what I was most excited for. Uh, before we go forward, uh, we're going to get into a little bit of spoilers here uh, as far as details go. Everything that's happened before this has kind of been mostly spoiler free, but we're really going to get into some uh, spoilers here. So we are going to get into our first recurring segment on the podcast. I think it's time. It's time for the Kill Corner. Kill Corner. <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, so let's talk about the top five kills in this film. You know, kills are a huge part of any horror movie. It's a big part of the special effects. And for this film in particular with the 4DX experience, that is really what I was looking for going in. So let's break down the top five. The first one occurs extremely early in the film. First scene in which the Blood Queen is being taken down by King Arthur. He does something very cool. He stabs her through the left side of her chest. And of course, right at that moment when the sword comes out through the other side of her, you get a nice of water right in your face, the blood spritzing out, which is very cool. So early on, you already have an idea of what this is like. But there's another cool 4DX detail to this as well. I don't know if y'all have ever been in like a massage chair. You know what that feels like? Kind of those little bumps on the back. Uh, well, this theater kind of has like a massage chair thing going on. But what it does is it simulates certain physical sensations. So when the Blood Queen gets stabbed through the left side of her chest, you feel a bump on the left side of your back as if you've been stabbed through the chest in addition to the blood spraying in your face. The result is actually very, very cool. I gotta say, it really makes you feel a little bit more immersed in what's going on and it takes this CGI effect and elevates it to the next level. So I really appreciated that one, but let's move on to number four. Happens a little bit later in the film. Uh, Hellboy is betrayed by a group of people who are taking him out to hunt giants. Uh, and there's this really cool scene in which uh, he gets betrayed by them. He gets stabbed. That's not the cool part. <laughs> but uh, he collapses in the water. He kind of his, his frame of vision goes underwater. And he sees this gentleman's head, which has been ripped off just descend into this water and all the blood kind of filling the water around him. It's CGI, but it's a very cool, very clever visual technique for kind of showing a decapitation in a little bit of a different, more original way. Uh, I really liked that shot. I also want to shout out to that scene. This is not in the top five, uh, but I thought that this was pretty cool. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's make this number three. This actually totally counts. Is the giant fight that comes later. The giant fight, again, for being all CGI, these are giant creatures that Hellboy is interacting with. It does look a little silly at certain points, but there are some pretty cool kills in this one as well. For example... Uh, in one instance, the giant is falling over and Hellboy takes a fallen tree, tilts it upward, and the giant is totally impaled on this tree, uh, kind of in the neck area. So there's plenty of that wet stuff that gets push, push, splashed on you in the face as this thing is just pouring blood all over. That much makes it very, very fun. Uh, I should tell you a lot of eyes get stabbed out in this film uh, because there are a lot of creatures that are 
bigger than Hellboy. So what it seems like he does is he kind of climbs on top of them and he tries to stab them in the eye with whatever is around. Uh, that stuff always gets me, but uh, in this film with the CGI, it just doesn't feel like all that impactful. So I just wanted to mention that, that that does happen, uh, but it ultimately is not that effective. Uh, shout out to another visual effect here that I believe was not done with CGI. It's a scene in which the Blood Queen, who was decapitated by uh, King Arthur, she gets cut into like a bunch of different pieces. So like her arm is buried over here, her leg is buried over here, her head's in this box over here, all this stuff. But they try and put Humpty Dumpty back together again, essentially. And they take this, you know, they're stitching her back together and they really zoom in on those stitches. And I give them a lot of credit. It must have been latex or something because it really looks like skin being kind of uh, needled into. And the result is pretty effective. I got to say, definitely one of the most effective visual moments in the film. So that's cool. It's not technically a kill, but I felt like I should throw that out there because it's a nice kind of visual moment. Uh, I would say the top two are kind of lumped together. They both take place during the final scene in which the Blood Queen unleashes the plague on London. Uh, this is a very, very, very fun scene in which these giant demons are running through the streets of London and they're just having their way with all of these humans. Uh, there are tons of uh, special effects in this scene. As far as the 4DX goes, the seats are vibrating constantly as the ground opens up to reveal these giant demons. Uh, blood is everywhere, and one of my favorites, these two flying demons take someone by the head and the legs, and they just rip them apart in the air to a huge spray of blood all over your face. Really, really fun. Uh, some are walking around and people get impaled on their spiky legs, which is pretty fun to watch, honestly. Uh, this is definitely one of the highlights of the film for me. I, I definitely think that where this director, Neil Marshall, shines is in these kill scenes. It almost seems like the reason why he wanted to do the movie. Uh, all of these kind of blood-soaked affairs end up being really fun because of the 4DX. But let me tell you, without it, I feel like I might have been a little disappointed. Again, it is all CGI, literally all of it. So even these big London moments, you know, you could feel a little detached if your seats are not rumbling and you're getting sprayed in the face with fake blood. So I can't say if it's as effective if you don't see it in 4DX. But for me, those scenes were very, very fun and definitely seemed like the highlights of the film. Uh, real quick bonus to add on here for the 4DX special effects. There is a really gross scene in which Baba Yaga, who is an extremely old, decrepit witch, she does not even look human. She kind of looks like the Crypt Keeper, <laughs> if you ever see the Crypt Keeper. Uh, it definitely kind of parallels there. But she says to Hellboy, we will seal our deal with a kiss which essentially means that she's going to lick his face, just licks all over his face. And it's so, the word I would use, gooey. It's extremely gooey. There's just gross, slimy stuff all over his face as she just licks all over him. And shout out to the 4DX for spraying water in our face during that moment. It was so gross. Everyone in the theater reacted because it was such a gross scene. That was really cool that I got to be there for that because it definitely drove home exactly how gross that moment is. Okay, so overall, thoughts on Hellboy? 
I think if this film had focused more on trying to be a horror movie, the way that Neil Marshall clearly wanted to make it, and less on being a superhero movie, which I think the studio probably wanted to make it so that it would make more money, I think this would have been a better film. I really do. I think if we had just had a bunch of kind of gory, loosely strung together adventures that weren't trying to be anything other than that, I think we could have had a really fun kind of horror-tinged Hellboy. As a result, uh, the film does falter in a few ways, but... I had fun seeing it in 4DX, so if you have a chance to see this one in 4DX and get sprayed with fake blood, I highly recommend that. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, guys. Really appreciate you listening. This is Dan, signing out of Spook Squad.